Update brought to you by Simcox Advocates. Manx Radio's Update with Andy Wind. Fast of my good evening at half past five. This is Update for Wednesday, 8th of March 2023 from Manx Radio. 30 minutes to look at the latest news here on the Isle of Man and background to that news and sport and business, Sea Watch travel updates. The newsmakers in person, TT and Belan Racing Insurance cover latest, yellow and amber weather warning, steam packet disruption on the way, well-being partnerships will intervene early, uh, Culture Vanin celebrates International Women's Day, and the Red Arrows are back for TT. Man Benham, for all your business and legal needs. First of all, at 29 minutes ahead of 6 o'clock, the update news headlines, Fastamai Chanel Suku. Fastamai. Teams from Manx Utilities are on a heightened alert to respond to any issues that could re- disrupt customers' connectivity to essential services, particularly electricity. It comes as there's a yellow weather warning for snow, ice and coastal overtopping tonight and tomorrow. The health minister believes dental practices across the Isle of Man aren't regulated strongly enough. It comes in response to a concerned NHS dentist who claimed surgeries contracted to completing health service work were being sold like taxi plates. And the Red Arrows will return this year for the Isle of Man TT races. Spectators will be able to watch the world-renowned air display over Douglas Bay on the 8th of June. In international news, a parole board's been told notorious prisoner Charles Bronson has never used a cash machine and he would need practical help if he's ever released from jail. The armed robber's been behind bars for 50 years. And BMW is preparing to invest hundreds of millions of pounds to continue producing the iconic Mini in Britain. It's understood the German carmaker is applying finishing touches to its plans for the plant. Those were your headlines. News at 6. Man Benham. Contact us by phone, video call, email or face-to-face. We're happy to connect with you. Manx Radio Weather with Manx Glass and Glazing. Jeremiah, thank you, Chanel. From the Ronaldsway Met Office, there's a strong wind warning in operation for the North Irish Sea. Status is moderate, and tomorrow it's going to be rough. Isolated wintry showers this evening, freezing over the hills, overnight minimums minus two. But tomorrow, Thursday, light snow at first on a strong to near gale force easterly. Uh, the snow will increase as the day goes on. Daylight maximum three degrees. More wintry showers after dark, down to one degree. And for Friday, rain, sleet and snow first thing on a strong north-northeasterly, clearing to leave a dry end to the day. Top temperature, five degrees. So for that uh, persistent snow tomorrow, there's a possibility of cable icing be an issue for overhead conductors in some locations and there's a high risk of disruption to travel and perhaps for network services that's power and communications sunset this evening eight minutes past six low water 29 minutes past six high tide 25 after midnight low water tomorrow morning 22 minutes to seven sunrise is at 11 minutes to seven the lunchtime high tide 28 minutes past midday manx glass and glazing can produce bespoke splashbacks for your kitchen in any colors speak to the team on 674 573 
And the Matrix signs at Hilbury, Bagaro, Solby and Ramsey are saying ice on the mountain road. Amid uncertainty elsewhere, it's already been confirmed that insurance is in place for racing on the Snaefell mountain course and the Boulogne course for this year. But amidst volatile global markets, what does the situation look like for getting cover beyond this year? Here's clerk of the TT course, Gary Thompson. Worldwide, uh, certainly in Europe, uh, the, the insurance market has hardened over the last couple of years, particularly so in motorsport and we've found that not only in two-wheel motorcycle sport but also in four wheels the insurance costs have increased but what we can do and what we continue to do is to ensure that we put in as many safety enhancements as we possibly can to mitigate any risk and as long as we further demonstrate that to the insurers which we do on an annual basis we can do what we can to try and keep that insurance cost to a minimum what the acu have done for some time we have got our own captive insurance company so we actually self-insure some of the risk and that has gone a long way to demonstrating to the underwriter obviously that we take our risks seriously you know across all disciplines so we've already got that measure in place and all we can continue to do is is to you know continually look at safety measures across the course and across every discipline that we undertake to ensure that we demonstrate that we're taking safety seriously and we're putting in every measure we can to, to mitigate that risk from a race organizer's point of view obviously we're i'm responsible through the race organizer for for delivering the tt races for and on behalf of the promoter so you know i don't really get involved in all the sponsorship and all that sort of thing you know certainly from our point of view as long as we can demonstrate or continually put in place all the safety measures to make the tt course and the balloon circuit as safe as we possibly can then from our point of view there's no reason why road racing can't continue i mean we always look at the insurance costs we know the insurance costs and we always you know increase the the prices accordingly uh, for organizers to pay the premium so that we can keep the, the events going as far as i'm concerned there is no risk or danger to any event on the Isle of Man in the foreseeable future. A report into whether the Isle of Man needs social tariffs has found some Manx residents are struggling to afford to get online. The Communications and Utilities Regulatory Authority, Cura, has made a number of observations in its latest report, its political member and call at MHK. This report's come off the back of a motion that Cura, the regulatory authority, had been asked to compile some information. Digitalisation is the way that we're going. We're trying to get as many people online accessing the internet as possible. And cost obviously has an implication. And the original motion, which came from Sir Morehouse, I think, was amended. But the original motion didn't ask whether we should have a social tariff. It just said, how would one be provided? So that actually, I think, has to be established before we decide how we would provide a social tariff. Do we need one? Is that the right way to go? I think that question has to be asked first. A personal point of view here is that perhaps Perhaps a way to look at it would be to provide a very basic tariff that people could access at a much cheaper rate. And that would be a fairer way to do it. Because for me, social tariffs, how do you decide who's eligible for a social tariff? How do you decide who isn't? You're into a minefield here, don't you, really? So a really basic tariff at an affordable price may be the way to go. But as I say, we have to establish if it's needed. You know, we haven't got a lot to give away and help people at the moment. So, yes, I think, as I say, that first fundamental question has to be answered is it required? And if so, how would we help people to access the internet if they're not able to do so now? The Isle of Man in 30 Minutes. Update on Manx Radio with Andy Wynn. Well, the adverse weather's uh, indicating a risk of disruption to the steam packet. I'll give you the details fairly shortly. Ben McCree safely in harbour at the moment. It's less than a week until the vote to fill the vacant slots on LegCo takes place. Speaking on Manx Radio's agenda, the candidate for Legislative Council, Peter Reid, said if he were elected and asked to serve in a department, 
department, he'd say yes. 100%, absolutely. I, I think personally, I think that's really important to give your expertise because if you can add some value, and there's so many good parts of the island. I mean, when, when I was working in banking, the post office was a big part of what we did. I really think post office is brilliant. You know, I've always loved the post office, the things they do. They've supported us with lots of things, but it's a fantastic service that we just take for granted. You know, that's something, just one one area. Healthcare. Um, the last few weeks I've been working um, in, the, in the health service in Manx Care um, on some of their big projects. And it's amazing when you see the dedication that people have there and the, the actual focus that they have for their for their customers, as I would have called, patients, you know, and this is life and death stuff, but the amount of time they commit and the way that they actually do things, it is amazing, and I know we all take it for granted. So to be involved in something like that, to me, would be a massive privilege. I would really, you know, relish that. I think if you have expertise that you can contribute, even if you were not an MLC, you would want to contribute, or I would personally, and I have done that in the past. I've sat on legislative subcommittees when I was in the bank. I, I sit on the biosphere technical subcommittee as well, where we're looking at you know whether the next application is going to be successful, and hopefully you know we can renew that. You know we're the only nation that's a biosphere, which to me is amazing. It is something that we should be involved in. I feel strongly about it, but also I would say they've been elected, they've selected you, and you know if you have that expertise. To just sit there and not support just doesn't seem right to me. Wellbeing partnerships set up on the Isle of Man will help intervene early if people on the island are struggling. The Wellbeing Partnership model sees Manx Care and the third sector organisations work together to deliver multi-agency health and social care services through a single point of referral. Claire Bader leads the hub in Peel and Gary Lord's responsible for the one in the north. So we work very much hand in hand with the GPs. Obviously if someone comes in uh, with something that's medical we will advise them strongly to go make an appointment with a GP and you know just also point out that they've got some advanced practice nurses and a new paramedic working at the GP practice which is fantastic so there's a range of opportunities for people to see people so and we also remind people that we're not an emergency service so crisis uh, meds and uh, ED and um, the MIU are still very much uh, first point of calls but we will take people we will talk to them we'll signpost them or take referrals on handle things depending on what's appropriate. Any clinical staff on site? Uh, we don't work in a clinical capacity as the referral coordinators and the leads. What we'll do is we'll listen to people and then uh, if there are uh, clinical people having appointments, sometimes they're drop-ins and we'll refer you to go and see someone as a drop-in or otherwise we'll take the referral and then pass that through to a clinical practitioner team uh, and we have weekly meetings where we'll kind of pull ideas together and share ideas as practitioners to kind of come up with what's best in terms of care for a person. Certainly from my point of view and the thing that most excites me about it is this idea of intervening early so particularly with mental health a perfect example that often people when they do struggle with mental health issues it often starts low and, and escalates so and, and it's difficult sometimes to get to get referrals through to mental health services so which is why we in the wellbeing partnerships don't have a referral criteria you can contact us about any issue so if you know loneliness boredom if these these things are having an impact on your life then you contact the wellbeing partnerships because the idea is if we intervene early we stop things escalating 
Sea Watch with the Isle of Man Steam Packet Company. Motorship Ben McCree departed Hesham at 10 past 2. She's safely on the link span in Douglas Harbour at the moment. Departing this evening at 7.45, arriving in the Hesham at half past 11. The 0215 departure from Hesham uh, arrives in Douglas about 6 o'clock tomorrow morning. And now the uncertainty. Tomorrow morning's 8.45 sailing is subject to disruption or cancellation and to give the sailing every opportunity to take place a final decision will be take, uh, taken by the master at 7 o'clock tomorrow morning so listen to uh, Chris Williams on Manx Radio tomorrow morning if that affects you obviously if that doesn't go the 2.15 won't be coming back but in addition to that due to the adverse weather forecast tomorrow's 7.45 Douglas Tahitian sailing is subject to disruption or cancellation uh, decision for that will be made at 5.30 tomorrow afternoon. Follow the Steam Packet on Twitter for the latest sailing information. The Alaman Chamber of Commerce says the government should have done more to protect domestic and business users from the latest rise in electricity. Uh, the Chamber of Commerce represents the Alaman's business community. The details from Sean Cowper. Manx Utilities confirmed earlier this week that a price hike of almost 55% will be brought in in two stages, with the first increase coming into force from the 1st of April. MU cites a 500% increase in wholesale prices over the last 18 months as the reason for the rise. In a statement, the Isle of Man Chamber of Commerce says Chamber acknowledges the pressure that is being put upon all energy suppliers due to global factors and recognises that local residents, as well as businesses and their employees, will be affected by the latest electricity tariff increases and the shock in the level of increase in particular. However, the island's leading business organisation feels that Isle of Man government should still have done more to protect domestic and business users from the latest high week. Chamber adds that the Isle of Man budget ignored the cumulative impact on the island's small businesses caused by rising energy costs, plus the minimum wage rise above the rate of inflation, which are all under government's umbrella as a policymaker or investor. Chamber also reiterates one of its major concerns in response to the budget regarding the increasing cost of government's payroll and pensions expenditure. A different approach to its priorities regarding fiscal policy, says Chamber, could have allowed government to do more to protect residents, employees and businesses from electricity and gas tariff increases. Manx Radio Business Briefing. At 16 minutes before six, the owner of Wagamama Restaurant Group said uh, today it plans to cut its leisure estate by about 30% as it posted a widening of its full-year losses in a challenging market. The company plans to cut its sites from 116 to about 75 by the end of next year amid ongoing inflationary pressures. It pointed to unprecedented cost pressures, particularly in elevated levels of food and drink and energy inflation. And for a full daily market report, go to RamseyCrookall.com. The Stock Market Report, brought to you by Ramsey Crookall. UK and European markets close slightly higher. US stocks struggle for direction. Oil price lower and gold steadied near a one-week low. The numbers now from Ramsey Crookall at the close in London. The FTSE 100 up just over a tenth of a percent at 7,929. The DAX in Frankfurt up just under 
under a half a percent at 15,631. A short time ago in New York City, the Dow Jones Industrial down seven hundredths of a percent at 32,832. The Nasdaq Tech Stocks Index just up uh, over just over half a percent at 11,593. The S&P 500 in Chicago up three tenths of a percent at 3,998. In the exchange markets, the British pound sterling trading at one US dollar 18.3 cents, one euro 12.1 cents, and 21 South African rand 99.2 cents. In commodities, gold's up just over two tenths of a percent at $1,816 per troy ounce, and a barrel of Brent crude down over eight tenths of a percent at $82.40. The world was a very different place when Ramsey Crookall set up business back in 1946. But his passion for providing outstanding service and looking after every client as if they were one of the family has endured for over 76 years. So if you're looking for the continuity of a personal, bespoke investment strategy, perhaps it's time to look at our discretionary services. Trustworthy, dependable and tailored. Ramsey Crookle, the island's investment specialist. Call 717171 or visit ramseycrookle.com. Licensed and regulated by the Isle of Man Financial Services Authority. To celebrate International Women's Day, Culture Vannins released a musical celebration of courageous Manx women online. First performed at the Uncrenyuk Celtic Gathering in July last year, a Creactor is a full-length traditional music composition by Isla Callister, which celebrates the role women have played in Manx history. That's one of the favourite things I, I, I've really enjoyed uh, with Creact was getting the chance to just learn about a load of women um, that have... That I played a part in our history and I thought like I was someone that you know is kind of clued up on some things you know I went to bun school so I know a wee bit about kind of our heritage as well and but I was still so surprised about all these amazing women so I looked at um new Manx Worthies um by Dolan Kelly there was there was a load of women in there and as I said when I spoke to Culture Vannin they gave a few suggestions as well and so I just started reading up about them and I think very quickly I kind of was drawn to uh, certain elements and um, and then I, the idea kind of transpired to you know look at the 1800s and 1900s and modern day you know I didn't just want it to be about women in the past I actually wanted to look at who are the courageous women um you know here today and what are they doing and what history are they making so um that kind of three points in time idea um started to develop update brought to you by simcox advocates Manx Radio Sport. Faster my Rob Pritchard. Faster my. Good evening. Starting with golf this evening, and there were more positives to take for Anna Dawson on the first day of the South African Women's Open in Cape Town today. It was a consistent showing for much of the round from Dawson. There were two bogeys on both the front and back nine, but the Peel competitor rallied back and managed birdies on each of the last three holes. As a result, she finished today on a solid score of one over par after day one. The event continues with day two tomorrow. In cycling, it was another not-to-be event for Mark Cavendish today on Stage 3 of the Terreno Adriatico. He and Astana Kazakhstan were among those taking on a 216-kilometre route which stretched from Folonica to Foligno. As was the case yesterday, it was an intense bunch sprint to the finish line, but Cav couldn't find himself in contention towards the front and had to settle for 21st place in the pack behind the breakaway few. Stage 4 tomorrow is a more mountainous route from Greccio to Tortorito. In motorsports, rider Josh Brooks has announced he'll make his team return in 2023. The double British super
Superbike champion will ride alongside 2022 senior TT winner and outright lap record holder Peter Hickman at FHO Racing on the Snaefell Mountain course. He's set to contest the Superbike, Superstock and Senior races on a BMW M1000 machine. Also in motorsport, entries have now opened for the 2023 Southern 100 road races taking place on the Isle of Man this summer. The Balloon course meeting is scheduled to be held from the 10th to the 13th of July. Competitors are now being invited to apply to take part online. However, those wanting to use hard copies to enter can request them by contacting organisers. The deadline for entries will be on Thursday the 8th of June. And in football, tonight sees the semi-finals of the Isle of Man FA Youth Cup in Douglas. Both matches will take place at the Bowl, starting at 6.15 where Corinthians will take on Onken, who secured the under-18s league title last week. Meanwhile, league runners-up Union Mills remain in contention for silverware as they'll be involved in the second semi-final at 8pm, they'll take on Laxier. Manx Radio Travel, driven by Keyside Tyres and Service Centre. Some delays at Ronald's Way. Inbound, the 5.25 Logan Air from Manchester's not in yet. The 5 to 6 EasyJet from Manchester's on time. Up past 7 EasyJet from Gatwick on time. Uh, the 5 to 8 uh, returning patient transfer Logan Air from Liverpool is going to be delayed. And the 5 past 8 Logan Air inbound from London City is scheduled to land at 10 o'clock tonight. Outbound, the 6 o'clock Logan Air to Liverpool is delayed until 6.45. The 7.25 EasyJet back to Manchester showing on time. The 8 o'clock EasyJet back to London. Gatwick is on time as well. In uh, Douglas, the junction of Paul Rose Road and Alder Road by the Methodist Church closed for that new pedestrian crossing. In Douglas, temporary uh, 24-hour lights on Glen Crutchery Road at 3rd Avenue for water mains. Also, Broadway and Marathon Road and Victoria Roads closed between Broadway and Marathon Road for resurfacing. Narrow lanes and temporary pedestrian crossing on Victoria Street. Temporary lights on Annika Lane near the Heron for that new pedestrian crossing. Temporary 24-hour lights on the main road near Greba Castle for resurfacing. And there are temporary lights on the main road in Ballabeg near Arbury Parish Hall for an new zebra crossing. Castle Street's one-way northbound in Castletown. Temporary closures around East Key and the Prom in Peel and also between Peel and St John's. Uh, temporary lights on the main road for pavement work. Cannells Lane, Ramsey's closed between Parliament Street and Water Street. Uh, temporary lights on Marketplace, Ramsey for a new pedestrian crossing. Sandy Gate's got temporary 24-hour lights on the Jerby Road. Jerby Coast Road's now open. The Ballaminic Road is uh, face closures for water main replacement and temporary closures on the Regaby West Road for water main repairs. Keyside Tires and Service Centre. Spread your payments interest free. Get more with Keyside. A Douglas man who spat in a bouncer's face after being ejected from a nightclub has been ordered to pay him compensation. Tessa Hawley was at Douglas Courthouse. Graham John Banfield of Conister Road was removed from 1886 on Regent Street just after midnight on the 23rd of December. The 47-year-old later admitted to assaulting the member of Doorstaff after the spittle landed in his eye. During sentencing at Douglas Courthouse, the prosecutor described the offence as as a disgusting habit. Banfield's advocate told the court his client's actions in the early hours of the morning had been reckless. He is someone who is generally a sensible and level-headed person, he added. This was a one-off. A letter was provided to the court from Banfield's young daughter, which read, I cannot have him going to prison. He is an amazing dad who does everything for me. I need him. Banfield's advocate also confirmed his client had 
had written to the doorman to apologise. The letter will be passed to the worker following the conclusion of the court case. Describing the correspondence from his daughter as very moving, High Bailiff Jane Hughes said it was a particularly horrible offence on a member of the nighttime economy. Imposing a 14-week custodial sentence, which is suspended for two years, she also made Banfield the subject of a suspended sentence supervision order and started a three-month licensing ban. Banfield must also pay £500 in compensation and prosecution costs of £125. With the High Bailiff adding, I accept that you are remorseful. Update brought to you by Simcox Advocates, advising businesses and families since 1949. Visit simcox.com or call 690-300. With reports of food shortages around the world, how's the Isle of Man faring when it comes to things like fruit and veg? Brian Radcliffe, Bri Rad, a seller from Ramsey's, been speaking to Max Radio's Countryside. Yeah, it's going steady enough, ticking over. Lots of people coming, liking the fresh veg. Um, just started on the tender stem broccoli today, which is very popular. All crops are still not doing too bad, really. Yeah, we've had a real tough time in the run-up to Christmas. November was wet and um, December was equally as wet. And um, it does affect the yield and the crops. And if you get too much wet feet, we start to go rotten from the bottom up, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, we did okay. I mean, the sprouts are a bit spotty only because they've had too much rain on them and things. But we're we're doing all right. We're ticking over. We're ticking over. Crop rotation is very important. We rotate things around pretty okay. We use plenty of dung, farmyard manure and things like that. Um, Just natural natural products, really. And half the battle is if you rotate things around and have a good rotation. You don't need to use um, chemicals at all, really. And okay, we don't... I mean, my crops are not clinically clean. There is weeds in them and other bits of dross and things, but... As long as the crop survives, we're all right. It, it's really lovely to grow the crops and uh, chat to the customers and explain what's in season and what's up and coming and why things are a bit spotty and blemishes on them. But no, I've got a really great rapport with all the customers. I really do thank them very much for all the support over the past number of years and everything else. It's just brilliant. That's it for Update tonight. Compiled from the resources of Manx Radio's News Department. Thanks to newsreader Chanel Suku, producer Beth Espy. Spotlight's on the way after 6 o'clock with Howie Kane the greatest hits with Chris Kinley watch out for that amber weather warning snow after midday tomorrow W-I-N-T